1: 2:33 on this gorgeous uh, hot Wednesday afternoon in the uh, city of Champions, a perfect day to hit a beach. And as you've heard <laughs> on 6:30, Ched, the city is making preparations for another summer of the accidental beach. The mayor says the beach, quote, is on probation and is urging beachgoers to clean up after themselves, use porta potties, and limit the impact on the Cloverdale neighborhood.
0: Well, today, a University of Alberta planning expert says the beach should become a permanent feature. Well, I think. A a lot of us say that. Uh, Rob Shields joins us now to tell us why. Good afternoon, Rob. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, and welcome to the show. So let's start with uh, your comment. You think the beach could be bigger for area families than was the arena. Can you expand upon that? I think it's a fantastic amenity. And while we've got it, let's
2: uh, you know enjoy it. Um, use it responsibly, of course. Safety first. <laughs> But uh, if you think of this from a kid's perspective, going to the beach, that's got to be something that memories are made out of.
1: You had also, you had mentioned in uh, the paper that you wrote that we uh, read this morning that you had looked at other beaches and other cities, kind of like accidental beaches almost in, in other places, and the impacts on the cities where they were. What did you find, Rob?
2: What I found was that beaches have a whole history. So they change over time. But they can drive the economy, whether they're a working beach um, you know back in the 1600s or whether where where, um, where they become a, a destination like a national uh, destination for holidays. the so beaches are are um, associated with the whole history of holidays, the first uh, national holidays, the first uh, Thomas Cook. Uh, vacation package (laughs) was a trip to the beach.
1: Hmm.
0: So you're suggesting that Edmontonians would feel like they're on vacation if we had a beach?
2: Maybe it's a chance to relax. It's a
0: chance to do something a little bit different. Um, Beaches
2: are, you know, it's between the water and the land. It's always that in-between space. It's like just Stepping out for a moment.
1: It's a little getaway, isn't it? And, you know, I know growing up um, some of my earliest memories being a child on the beach in Blackpool, England with my family, my parents, my, my grandparents lost me. <laughs> but I can remember some of my happiest moments was being in Southern Ontario growing up, um, you know, Prince Edward County and, uh, you know, out at the Sandbanks Provincial Park. And we spent every weekend out there. It was such a huge part of our life. And When I moved out here, I found that it wasn't so much because the beaches weren't really beaches or the water that the beaches were on were blue-green algae-filled. There just doesn't seem to be as much, and maybe I'm wrong, uh, a beach culture out here. What do you think, Rob? Except for last summer on the accidental beach. That's the kind of thing which, uh, you know,
2: um, just uh, people respond to the opportunity um, and, uh, yeah, the news over the last decade or, or so has been really about the decline of the Alberta beach. Uh-huh. But I think that, you know, that's something that, um, that Alberta um, deserves. Alberta should take advantage of. Uh, I think it's a great addition to Edmonton. Calgary's done a great job in making its uh, river accessible. Um,
0: so here's a chance for Edmonton to uh, follow along. So, Rob, now that we've got the niceties out of the way, uh, let me get to it for you. Uh, and I want you to comment on this. So, uh, back uh, 45 years ago or more, um, I lived in Winnipeg. I was a child in Winnipeg. And Assiniboine Park was uh, an attraction for kids. And this is back, you know, when kids would, uh, on their own, in yeah. you know, gangs of four or five <laughs> kids, they'd get on bikes and they'd, They'd pedal their way down Wellington Crescent, then onto the boulevard um, by the river, the Assiniboine River, and then for several miles they would bike into Assiniboine Park. And as a result of that, trails formed. Uh, it wasn't done by the city, it was just through usage alone, trails formed. And not everybody went the same way, so several trails formed. And... And everyone who used them got to know that if you take this trail, there's quite a dip. It's uh, for a more experienced biker. And if you took this trail, it was an easier uh, bike ride. You didn't have to go down any kind of valley or anything like that. And it became immensely popular. Every kid in Winnipeg knew about the uh, bike trails at the Cinnaboyne Park. And then one day, the city found out about the bike trails. And they said, oh, this is hugely popular. It's something that the city can boast as a, a feature, like the beach we're talking about, the Accidental Beach. So what did they do? They paved the trails. They thought they were doing this incredible service to the kids, and the kids stopped using it. Be- <laughs> because they didn't want paved trails. They wanted trails that they had created naturally and and they were not under all kinds of jurisdiction and restriction. and. My fear with the accidental beach, and I want you to comment on that, is that the more the city gets involved, <laughs> the less magical this beach becomes. Mm-hmm. You
2: put your finger on the problem. Uh, it uh, seems to be a, a kind of built-in um, reaction we have, which is to put in parking and pour concrete.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and that would be a shame. So the question is how to, how to take a light touch to respond to the problems and to, frankly, the changes that are um, that that go along with um, using a beach in the middle of the city um, without uh, turning it into a kind of manicured front lawn. <laughs> um, and today there was a, a long debate. Um, council um, had a, a debate which lasted a lot longer than I would ever have expected. It went for good couple of hours and um the politicians commissioned another report that's maybe a good sign they didn't quite know how to react they hadn't planned it it's a fantastic example of unanticipated consequences um and maybe that's maybe that's a good thing
1: but you know um, the city tends yeah. to you know another report another report it's like let's get on it and let's make a, a decision it's it's at times it seems like we're, we're just simply thinking too hard about it
2: and one of the amazing things in reading the past report, as far as I understood, it actually says we haven't actually been there. They wrote the report without visiting the actual oh, the no.
0: accidental beach. Uh. So. see it's it's, so it's, f- a, it's as they call it a desk study. Yeah <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to study a beach from your desk. Um, because here's the thing, Rob it, and you know there's there's tiers of bureaucracy involved in red tape, and if you do it officially, that's what you encounter, and that's some of it created by the city, some by the province, probably some by the federal government as well. But does it not make more sense from your perspective to say the the outlying problem is parking and garbage? So throw some garbage cans down and put some no parking signs up.
2: Yep.
1: But, uh, but aren't you then a, just pushing the parking somewhere else?
2: Or people will take a bus Mm. or they'll bike down there yeah. Yeah. Um, it's near the Muttart yeah. it's, you know, they have a folk festival in that area every year and they seem to have found a way to manage that so I think it's well within the capacity of Edmontonians to respect the neighbourhood and find a place to park
1: don't you just love the idea? We've been talking about trying to do something down, down, you know, with that old power plant down there, mm-hmm. and all sorts of different things for for years and years. Um, this could just be the little, the little poke, the little beach that helps revitalize, you know, um, an area. Not that Cloverdale yep. needs to be re- re- revitalized, but it's just something there that adds. To the to the river valley that so many of us to be honest with you don't actually access on a regular basis because it's hard to get yeah. to and the trails are mm, You're right. How many of us are going down there?
0: I wonder how many people went to it last year and saw the river valley from a perspective They'd a never seen way. it before or they saw the river valley for the first yeah. time You know Rob one of the things the city was looking at you mentioned a, a debate today or a report table today They were looking at three or four other locations to create a beach and in my opinion, they've missed the point by doing that. Is the uniqueness of this beach, isn't the uniqueness of this beach, the fact that it just uh, showed up? I mean, isn't yeah. that part of the charm of it?
2: That's the magic of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for Edmonton to get magic, well, that's <laughs> it's, it's like looking at a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah. You say, thank you, you go down to the beach, you use it, um, as long as it's there, and then you and you ask the question, which I think they're doing: how do we manage this? How do we how do we balance this out? Um, if this could be the the uh, the incentive to get some more um, access to the river mm-hmm. elsewhere, that's good too. So I'll yeah I'll go with it.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Hey Rob, I want to thank you for taking the time for joining us this afternoon. Great conversation. Thanks a lot. Happy to do it. Thank you. That's Rob Shields. He's an urban sociologist at the University of Alberta. What do you think, Chedville? I know someone texted in and said, come on, the beach is disgusting, the water is disgusting, Edmonton is disgusting, you're trying to put lipstick on a pig. Okay, well, apparently...
0: That's happy, Carl. If you look at his uh, text over the course, he's pretty unhappy with all the shows here at Chedville. I just... uh,
1: I said, you're having a bad day, Carl. Oh, that's what I said. Lighten yeah. up, Carl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but for there were so many people that went down there and fell in love. I, To be honest with you, I, I never went down last year. I really don't have any interest in spending time down there, mm-hmm. but I know so many other people did and absolutely
0: loved it. Let me compare it to something for you, and this is how I see it in my mind. So last year, we had a bit of a heat wave as we're having mm-hmm. this year, and you and I were talking about you know what, let's go out on the deck here mm-hmm. at 6.30, Chad, and give away what do we give away, freezies? The ice cream. Right. Yeah. So we say, you know, we should just give away freezies, right? So you've got a fire escape that leads up to the patio, so therefore, you could park in the front parking lot, you could walk up the stairs and see us, us, right, um, we're broadcasting live, and we've got a you know a tub full of uh, freezies, and we had a lot of listeners drop by and get their friezy and say hello and leave. If we were to ask the city the legality of what we just did, I'll bet you would it be like, well, first of all, you can't uh, access a porch from a fire escape without a permit. Secondly, you can't hold a public gathering without, you know, and, and th- you know, you and I should not be out there without occupational he- uh, health and safety coming by to make sure that we're strapped in and should be unfortunately fall off the deck. Um, there's probably a health inspector that says the freezes were You'd not purchased. to be purchase- stayed yeah, at a certain yeah. temperature, all of that, yeah. It, 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 the problem here is I don't blame the bureaucracy. I understand why it all got created. Um, it, it's, but it's in there still lies the problem. If I were the city and they wanted to, I don't want to say safe face because that's too strong. If I were the city, what I would do is say, we need to study this. Let's table it for two years and do nothing. And then maybe, you know what, accidentally a few garbage cans get left there. You know what I mean? Like, but if they want to do it officially, this is what's going to happen, and we're going to lose the magic of that beach. Just as if we want to do it officially, we're not handing out freezies on the deck. You sort of do it quick and get it over with and get back in the building before anyone well, notices. Well, and,
1: and here's the thing. Like how long is it going to last for? It may not even really it fully not, appear this no, year. It might right? not. Some of your texts, uh, I live in Bonnie Dune and when the Folk Fest is on, it's a huge pain in the earth for homeowners in the area. That's only for a weekend. I can't imagine how, a, how bad an entire summer of inconsiderate beachgoers would be on a neighborhood. Um, this one, the beach is a silt bar. And it will either wash away or become bush. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Send happy Carl to Oshawa. He'll love the accidental beach after that. That's from Aaron. And Beth says if they're going to have a beach there, they need a footbridge just like the one that they took down. Chris is on the phone. Hey, Chris, Chris, did you go to the beach last year?
3: Yes, I I, uh, definitely enjoyed the accidental beach party with uh, Ryan last year. Ah, nice. I loved Accidental Beach, it was an amazing experience going there and I hope we can uh, recreate and keep it a permanent thing. Uh, the thing is, it's not going to cost a whole lot of money because the Tawatin uh, LRT Bridge, which also will have a footbridge, as someone mentioned you need a footbridge, it'll be built again. Um, the uh, pile of uh, rocks they used to build the piers, that's what created Accidental Beach. It's creating a, a, a means of depositing sand on that area. If you leave those rocks there, don't spend the money to haul them out maybe reinforce it a little bit. Uh, the beach will keep growing every year. Um, so, I, And I think it's a perfect spot for it because it'll have, it'll have LRT access with the Muttard LRT line, the Valley LRT line the Mittart station, and that'll give the the um, disadvantaged kids uh, for who would not even be able to afford the gas plane to get out to Alberta Beach or go Lake rain or those other uh uh, beaches in the local area, a chance to go and uh, uh, spend some time down there themselves. Either they can bike down and take the LRT. As, as Noah, Matart does have a large parking lot already. Just put some new parking signs up right by the beach there. And uh, I think it could be uh, a great resource for Edmonton. So I, I hope they, they keep it. Oh, one more suggestion. If, if you want to get federal approvals or buddies for it, uh, we might want to call it Tawatina Beach because that would uh, <laughs> uh, honor our uh, Aboriginal yeah. uh, uh, indigenous Peoples because that's the Tawatina Bridge is actually the name it, it's Valley in River uh, Plains Cree so if you make it Tawatina Beach it would honor the bridge that created the beach and honor our Aboriginal peoples, and maybe that would also help get a little bit of funding from the federal government
1: Great there call go. Chris thank you for calling taking the time a couple more texts again Accidental Beach is a joke where there's a beach you want water and I wouldn't go in that water it's toxic through the city mm-hmm. and then John says all's well on the beach until someone drowns or gets hurt so then the lawyers start circling but there's beaches all over the place. Yeah, so people, There's beaches and communities the That same legal world. responsibility
0: would be true of every river in every city, right? Yeah. So it doesn't it, matter
1: if I go to the Toiligar Dog Park and go yeah. on the very back sure. side where there's that nice walkout area and yeah. go swimming there. It's the same thing.
0: I mean, post a sign that says the water's uh, not safe for swimming. Uh, post a no parking on the street, and put some garbage and cans down. And be kind
1: to the neighborhood. Of course, that's really, really important. Because if you take those folks off, they're going to be the loudest complainers. Uh, they're going to be the loudest. And by complainers, I mean the vocal people who are being impacted the most and could get the ear of city hall. It's 250. It's 3, two fifty-one on the six thirty chat afternoon news. We were talking that uh, Morgan Freeman is going to voice some of the SkyTrain yeah. and bus announcements in Vancouver, and we asked you if there was to be someone to voice the LRT announcements in Edmonton. Who would you like? it to be
0: so many of you i'll, I'll just uh, rattle off a few from our texting lines sam kinnison sam elliott uh no voice just the benny hill show music uh owen wilson wow <laughs> <laughs> wow uh gilbert Gottfried, <laughs> uh eddie keen gary uh beavis and butthead oh downtown yeah yeah uh the voice everyone knows for the lrt should be bob layton uh, Jack Michaels, I thought about that. We're going into overtime. <laughs> Polly Shore, Porky the Pig, uh, another one for Bob Layton, Pee Wee Herman, Mike Sobel, the Donkey from Shrek, Eeyore I from believe, Winnie I, the believe, Pooh. I believe, Crusty <laughs> Krusty the Clown <laughs> says Tim, Charles Adler says Jerry. Uh, it should be <laughs> Hannibal Lecter. Oh my goodness. Okay, LRT Nation. <laughs> Voices for the LRT <laughs> Pinky and the Brain or Yoda. Mr. dress up oh my goodness, they're still coming in We'll, so we'll keep get them tomorrow.
1: coming at 6 30 Dean's on the phone. remember somehow we got talking about a Mortimer What was that?
0: Oh it was about room service guy That's comes right. up and says my name is Mortimer if you need anything at all yeah
1: Hey Dean Hey guys, how's it going Good what's going on? How much just
4: wash uh, just the car how's the sun? did you nice. did you
1: go to accidental Beach last year?
4: Um, I did not. I didn't get a chance to.
1: Oh, okay. All right. You had a Mortimer story?
4: Yeah. A few years, probably three or four years ago, my uh, well, my ex-girlfriend now and I, we went to me- down to Mexico and we stayed at one of the resorts there, and so when we checked in, uh, they typically they'll grab your bags and take them to your room, and uh, so we had a guy that did that, and uh, when we got to the room, we, you know, I was kind of fishing around for money, and all I had was a 20 American, and so I was like, right, whatever, I'll give it to him. So. He was all excited because we just like literally he carried the bags around the corner from the front desk <laughs> yeah. to the room. So we were kind of like, well, whatever. You now it's Mexico. Who cares, right? So he's like, all right, señor, you, when you need something, you call Juan Pablo. So we're like, all right, fair enough. So in the in the you know the week that we were there, we probably called down to the to the front desk maybe four or five times, and every time a different guy showed up. Yeah. And so we're kind of laughing. We're like, and at the end, I'm like, I don't know, maybe there's just a lot of guys named Juan Pablo here. Like it's a pretty common name in in Mexico and Spanish names, right? So as we're checking out last day, we've been there a week. My girlfriend, uh, the lady at the desk, she said, you know, how's everything? How are things? Is there anything we, you know, we could have done better? And she's like, you know what? I'm just curious. How many Juan Pablos work here? (laughs) And the front desk lady starts laughing And we're like, what? And she's like, oh, they got you with that eh?" And we're like, what do you mean? She goes, well, you must have tipped the first guy really well Because that's their code for big tippers Oh, really? So when they hear that, they rush the stuff to your room (laughs) Oh, (laughs) oh, that's
0: fabulous
1: Uh, Now we know
0: That's a great idea
4: we laughed so hard. We're like, well, whatever. It was
0: good. So yeah. And if you ask for Sanchez, you're not getting any services. No,
4: at all. well, yeah. not the one you <laughs> <Maybe> want. <not>. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> uh, hey, Dean, you'll have to come on the listener trip with us in January, okay?
4: I would love to. You Absolutely. Th- you think Where about it.
1: we going. I uh, can't tell We're you. We're not I'll, allowed to say I'll you. text you. Okay. Okay. Bye, pal. Talk to you later. All right. Thanks.
0: (laughs) That's Dean. Still on our texting line, a few more uh, suggestions for the name. It's all in fun. I know somebody said, that's a waste of government. Nobody's actually hiring anybody. No, we're just joking. Yeah, Vancouver didn't even hire uh, Morgan Freeman. uh, Visa did. Uh, Some more suggestions. Mr. T... Uh, Homer Simpson Pee Wee Herman Donald Duck James Earl Jones Great oh. voice oh. Oh. <laughs> Chris Farley Might be hard to get Chris he's Farley to record Because he's dead, dead. Um, David, At- David uh, Attenborough There you go and, oh, hey, this... is. Oh, Darth Vader. Um, how about this? It's important. Can you please not say the river is toxic? I spent eight months as a summer student testing the water, and you can, and I can assure you it is clean, actually. The only reason it's brown in color is because it's uh, silty. Silty. Yeah, hence the accidental beach creation. Definitely not toxic upstream, upstream of our wastewater treatment plant. Accidental beach is upstream of there and should be quite safe to swim. in. I appreciate oh, that. You, yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks for that information. Texter. Texter it's guy. Not. Trudeau is another suggestion. Rocky and Bullwinkle. And finally, somebody, Jalen Nye.
1: Well, it <laughs> depends on what they're paying.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, really. <laughs> Wouldn't you do it for the city? Sure you would. The 630Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630Chad.